Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So, a systemically important asset class. You guys know what I'm referring to. Commercial real estate. It is going from bad to worse. Let's get right into this article from Zero Hedge, and you'll see what I am referring to. Title, Dominoes Are Falling. Brookfield defaults on $161 million in debt for D.C office buildings. And as you guys know, this not only impacts commercial real estate, but it also likely impacts the bondholders and it impacts the banks because the banks have a lot of these loans on their balance sheets, especially these regional banks. And this is just a doom loop. You guys listened to my interview yesterday with my good buddy, Kenny McElroy. You guys remember us talking about these commercial landlords, let's say, the guys that own these buildings, they've got to roll over this debt in two or three years. In fact, I read an article today that said in the next four or five years, it's going to be $2.5 trillion worth of these loans that need to be rolled over. Not only will they likely be at a higher interest rate, but that's if they can get the debt at all, because you got to put yourself in the position of, position of a banker, right? Let's say you got burned with commercial real estate, and now all of a sudden, this building owner, let's say Brookfield, comes back to you and says, hey, we need a loan. We need to roll over our debt. Yes, our occupancy rates are declining. Yes, our vacancy rates are increasing. Yes, our cash flow is down. Yes, we're on the brink of collapse, but we need you to lend us some money to roll over this debt. The banks are going to say, absolutely not. We have commercial real estate PTSD. We're not going to give you that liquidity. So the bank says, or the landlord, Brookfield, says, okay, well, I guess we have no choice. We're going to give these keys right back to the bondholders. We're going to give the keys back to the bank, and they're going to have to sell them for a massive haircut. And this is the kind of the downward spiral that we've been talking about here with commercial real estate. And this is just another example of it playing out right in front of our eyes. So they say, with recent stress in the regional banking sector, sentiment in U.S. commercial real estate especially office sector, has turned negative, that's an understatement, as investors prepare for potential spillover. Especially high-profile defaults continue to make headlines as borrowers face higher debt service costs and refinancing becomes harder. Pretty much exactly what I was just saying. Ahead of a $400 billion commercial real estate debt maturity, I guess that's what's happening this year alone. But I know over the next four or five years, 2.5, or the next two years, one5 trillion. So yes, it's bad now, but just wait till we get to 2024. The latest headlines fueling concerns about potential commercial real estate crisis involves a Brookfield Corporation fund defaulting on $1.6 million mortgage for 12 office buildings in Washington, D.C. And you would think if anywhere uh, was doing well, it would be D.C., because of the Cantillon effect, <laughs> because those SOBs are right next to the money printing, <laughs> to use that term. They're, they're next to the money spigot. I think we can say that fairly. So if they're not getting enough money to keep those tenants in the building, or if the tenants aren't getting enough money because of them pawning uh, and really just stealing, squeezing blood from the taxpayer turnip, if you will, then we should likely see this across the United States. Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Got a quick question for you. Are you someone that realizes we are headed straight for an economic recession, maybe even worse? 
Do you also realize that the government is trying to restrict your freedom, liberty, and privacy on a daily basis? We've all heard in the news lately about central bank digital currencies, and it's not a matter of if we get them. It's simply a matter of when. But although you know we're facing all of these problems, you don't know what to do about it. How do you protect your wealth or grow your wealth when we're dealing with a very volatile economic environment? Or how do you maintain or increase your freedom and privacy when we have this woke Orwellian government that's trying to micromanage your life? Well, fortunately, got some good news for you. I have set up an event that is focused on helping you, the rebel capitalist, find solutions to these problems. It's all set up to help you build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments. That event is Rebel Capitalist Live. It's going to be absolutely incredible. It's in Orlando, May 12th to the 14th. We're going to have speakers like Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, Robert Barnes, just to name a few. So to get more information on how you can attend this incredible event that's going to give you actionable intel that will help you prepare for the rest of 2023 and beyond, go to rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I will see you in Orlando. So real estate data firm Green Street and said the D.C. office space values had slid 36% through March compared with a year ago. You know, usually I'm the one that's kind of pounding the table saying it takes a long time for real estate prices to crash. It took 2006 to 2012, five, six years. Obviously, this is not true when it comes to commercial real estate, especially office buildings. Proof positive right here. 36% in the last year, not since COVID, not since 2020 or 2021, just in the last 12 months. Wow, that, that is really a staggering number. The gold standard measure of office occupancy trends is still the card swipe data provided by Castle Systems. The average office occupancy across Washington, D.C. is only 43% and has yet to recover, I'll say. So if we click on this chart, again, just jaw-dropping, 100% marks where we were prior to the Cervasa sickness. And now we can see where it's gone up to, but I mean, it's really leveling it off, leveling off. It's not like it's just this V-shaped quote-unquote recovery. We can see that flatlining, and I wouldn't be surprised if it stayed between 40 and 50%. And we go into an economic recession or depression, which is what the yield curve is predicting, I could see how it would go right back down to, who knows, maybe below 20%. So here's some more charts that pretty much say the exact same thing or actually reiterate what we were talking about at the beginning of the video here, with $2.5 maturing in the next five years. That's $2.5 in commercial real estate debt. And again, normally this wouldn't be that big of a problem. Actually, you know, I take that back. Normally this would be a big problem if banks were completely healthy. Why would it be a problem? Because the interest rates are a lot higher. So this would cut into their net revenue or their net profit. So the fact that it's cutting into the net profit means that those other buyers out there that are wanting to buy that asset with lower cash flow are going to be willing to pay a much lower price. 
or they're only going to pay a much lower price, which brings down the value of that asset significantly. Now we've got even more problems because it's not just rising interest rates. Now you throw on the fact that these commercial banks or these uh, regional banks that lend to the commercial real estate uh, investors, that they've got this PTSD, not only because of Silicon Valley Bank, Signature, Credit Suisse. So there they're like, whoa, we need to pull back here. Obviously, that's scary. There's a lot of counterparty risk out there that we did not realize. So that in and of itself makes them take less risk. You combine that with the whole commercial real estate market imploding, that makes them take even less risk in terms of this asset class. In other words, they're going to be far less willing to lend to this asset class, not just because the banking system is fragile, but also because they can see what we're seeing. They read Zero Hedge. They see CNBC, and they know that the next two or three years, it's most likely that these prices are going to come down. And it's just like that story I told Kenny. In 2012, the banks had residential real estate PTSD, where I was a fantastic borrower, owned all my properties outright, and I still couldn't even get a line of credit for 40%. Why was that? Because all these banks just got burned for the last three or four years. And the last thing they wanted to do was lend in residential real estate, as crazy as that sounds now. And we're going to be moving right into a similar environment, most likely, with commercial real estate. Now we've got a chart. Small, domestically chartered banks own the lion's share of bank-owned commercial real estate loans outstanding. Exactly. And by the way, I didn't read this article prior to going live. And so (laughs) it's kind of funny how what I'm saying, I scroll down and sure enough, there it is. (laughs) Exactly what we've been talking about. So we've got a quote here from Apollo chief economist, Torsten Sloak. He says, in other words, with commercial real estate bubble bursting, and he's calling it a bubble. Those are his words, not mine. We are likely to enter three years with low growth, similar to what we saw after the housing bubble burst. Low growth? Is that how you say a massive decline is low growth? (laughs) That's, That's hilarious how he's framing this. He's framing the housing bubble burst, meaning prices dropping by 50% from 2006 to 2012 as low growth. Now, I don't think growth needs to be in that description. (laughs) How about prices tanking, prices plummeting? I'm not talking about growth. How about negative growth? I'll give him that one. So he's basically saying that he is predicting for the commercial real estate market exactly what we saw with the residential real estate market after the housing bubble burst in 2008. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and definitely Go to rebelcapitalslive.com and get your tickets to the greatest investment conference in all of all time. <laughs> the speakers, Peter Schiff, Mike Maloney, Lynn Alden, Brent Johnson, Jeff Snyder, just to name a few. This is an event you're not going to want to miss. People ask me all the time. They say, George, I get it. There's a recession coming our way. I get it. The government is taking away our freedom and liberty, but what should I do about it? First thing you can do is attend Rebel Capitalist Live. That'll give you a huge edge, not only financially, but from a standpoint of freedom and liberty and privacy as well. Get your tickets at rebelcapitalistlive.com, and I'll see you in Orlando.